Hey there, nerds. You have clicked on another episode of the spinoff show, and I got a really uh, special episode for this particular spinoff show. On this episode, I have on my Jock Talk co-host, Chaz Hubbard. Now, if you don't know what Jock Talk is, we get into the origin of Jock Talk on this episode, but what Jock Talk is, me and Chaz on our Jock and Nerd Patreon feed talking about sports. During the NFL season, we talk about it weekly, but out of NFL season, we'll do it whenever there's big news coming out or things in the sports world that are noteworthy and worth talking about. So for this particular episode of the Spinoff Show, I bring on my co-host from Jock Talk, Chaz Hebbard, to do a free version of Jock Talk on the Spinoff Show. I was super pumped to do this because I never really get to talk sports. I only get to do it with Chaz, but it's on our Patreon feed, which you have to pay for. So this is a free version of it. If you really end up liking it, go to patreon.com slash jock and nerd. Float us a little donation, and you can hear more archive jock talks and more jock talks in the future. On this particular episode of the spinoff show featuring Chaz Hebbard from Jock Talk, we talk about the NBA draft lottery, talk about the NBA playoffs, talk about um, our predictions for who's going to make it to the finals, we talk about um, the situation in Philadelphia and 76ers and seeing who they're going to re-sign. Then we get into a really late version of NFL draft recap. I don't really know crap about it, so Chaz educates me on the NFL draft and who did well. And then finally, we close out with what is my forte, which is the UFC. Chaz asks me a bunch of questions about the UFC. I answer them. Jock Talk is back. It's on the spinoff show one time only with Chaz Hubbard. Check it out. Cue the EDM music. Let's go. This is the Jock Spinner Show. Yeah, it's been a while, man. What's up? Yeah, it's been a long time. We've been trying to do this for a minute, it feels like. Yeah, and and now we're doing it on the spinoff show. So for a lot of people, probably this is their first time ever hearing a jock talk between me and you. So do you want to just um, tell everybody how this even got started? Yeah, sure. Um, so I listened to Anthony and Emron pretty much since the beginning, since long, long ago. And then... I, some point I got involved in the Facebook group and the Patreon page and I noticed that it, the show is called Jock and Nerd but other than occasionally Anthony talking about something huge that happened there was no jock portion of the show really at any point so I kind of just sent them an email and asked them if they wanted to do just a little quick jock section they could put it just on the Patreon have some more content try to get people to sign up for it and we just kind of started bullshitting about sports every once in a while yeah and then we started doing it weekly for the nfl because football's your 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 shit right yeah big nfl guy love yeah. football and then I, I i mean you parlayed that into you've been on jock and nerd and then you went on voice from the underground so now you're just a this podcaster now paul just, podcasting mall cop podcast whore yeah mall <laughs> cop also yes still a mall cop I am still a mall cop. Hell yeah. 
And <laughs> for anyone that wants to stalk you, where are you at? You're in Colorado, right? Yeah, Pueblo, Colorado. He's yeah. right by the Pueblo Mall. You will find you- me walking around yelling at 14-year-olds. <laughs> are they still spraying? I remember like when I was in high school, um, I remember being at the mall and kids had the like the string spray. Is that still a thing? Um, not as much. The hot thing right now is Spencer's in the mall sells uh, fart bombs. Oh, God. And so they're buying fart bombs and launching them into stores and taking off. They think that's pretty funny. Which God, kids suck. Objectively, I mean, it is sometimes it is kind of funny. <laughs> it is funny, but it's also like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, They've that's it. But I don't know what is, what's going on with these kids right now. They're freaking fighting. Like Every fight, day. fist fighting? Yeah, like these little 12-year-olds, they just walk around in groups, and then they see each other and they're like, what's up? You want to fight? And then they just start freaking brawling in the hallways. Like like beef or like they're just going in? No, they don't know each fun. other. They just, we're, rough, we're a group of kids that are roughly the same age, and they'll just throw down. Let's it's like, weird. Let's see. Huh. I hope this phase ends soon. Yeah, that's annoying for you. Yeah, definitely. But you're, you're a bigger dude. You'd probably just, just one-hand these kids and throw them out. I mean, I I have not had to get physical with anybody yet. Yeah, I would just kind of like to keep it that way. Yeah, I usually just go up to people and stop, and they cuss at me and flip me off as they're walking out the doors. So nice. Well, you live a good life. I I guess you could say that. <laughs> it's better than some things, I suppose. So normally, how these jock talks go for anyone that's listening for the first time, and is first off, if you like this, we do these occasionally on Patreon. So. You go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash jock and nerd, and you give us a donation as low as a dollar a month. Um, you get access to all this free content, including, or not free, but all this bonus content. You are paying for it. You get this bonus content, and Jock Talk's one of the bonus things we have on there occasionally and week to week when the NFL season starts. Um, but the way these run is I do no work. Chaz looks up everything and he does he kind of runs this like PTI style like on ESPN and me and him just talk about sports so Chaz much less informed but yes yeah. PTI style much less informed but I think but, but see we stay up and watch the games Tony Kornheiser goes to bed at like 9 That's a good point but he has a crew of writers that that's true tells him what happens and what he should think I Yeah believe. that's true He is funny too I think Well I, I haven't watched PTI in probably She's 10 years. That is the, they have a podcast now. Oh, so they man. just turned the show into the, into the podcast. It's 20 minutes. It's that's much super better. easy to take in. But yeah. yeah, I think that's probably the top tip top of sports news shows for me. I yeah. enjoy those I like guys PTI. a lot. Uh, well, you want to embrace we'll debate? <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll start with uh, the draft lottery tonight. Was, what, did was you have a Game of Thrones NBA. PSA? Oh, yeah. If you're one of the people that's crying about they're rushing, they're not doing the story right, blah, 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 stop. No one cares. Just watch it. Enjoy it. <laughs> it is It is what it is. Crying about it, it's not going to make them add four episodes or whatever. <laughs> I, uh, that I'm is gonna, all. We're going to talk more about this on the, on the Jock and Nerd pod, but I do have to say I, I am... Uh, I'm enjoying the week-to-week madness from the internet on Game of Thrones because, yeah, that's it's a great point. They they don't care, man. They're they're done after this season. They're writing the story they want to write, 
and they don't care about your fucking tears. <laughs> I think what finally triggered it for me was everyone's been crying so much about the way Cersei. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler! Yeah. Shit! Uh, I got in trouble for spoiling stuff on the Nation about Did a you? week ago too. Yeah, but um, yeah, everyone's mad about the way that Cersei goes, mm-hmm. and I just I don't know I don't understand why people are so mad. They they're mad because they try to make Cersei sympathetic a little bit at the end. They you're watching think, her melt down. I think I think a lot of it, not all, of it, but I think a lot of it is people had an idea of how it was supposed to go and they're not getting that satisfaction of how they thought it was supposed to go. So now they're like, what the fuck? You ruined it. This was a great moment that you could have had. And now you ruined Jamie and Cersei. What the fuck? Shut up. Yeah. But in my opinion, yeah, those are all, everything that you thought might've happened was just a theory. This is, this is what it really is. So I don't, I don't understand why people are getting so upset. Like the guys that have been telling the story the whole time that made you love this are still telling it. Right. Yeah. It's not like we got new. I mean, now you're getting all the here's look. I don't want to make this too much about Game of Thrones, but then you, you keep hearing this stuff about, oh, my God, the fucking books when the books are the books are now they're not following the books anymore. So they've really lost their way. Don't give me that. And, yeah. and I, I don't I haven't, I haven't I haven't read all the books. So I, I'm not an expert on this, but from what I understand, they've deviated a lot from the books for the a whole very time. long time, and yeah. they've been done with. I think around midway through season six, if I'm not mistaken, the books had no more material to hand to them other than George R. R. Martin's notes. So stop, Just stop with the fucking. If they had the book, like the same motherfuckers are still doing the show that you enjoyed for this long. Stop it, please stop. And most of the big stuff they've had planned out from the beginning. So right. it's not like they, they're just spitballing it as they go now. Right. They're telling the story they were going to tell the whole time. Yeah, just... All right, that is week all. To, week to week <laughs> thoughts. Week to week thoughts on Game of Thrones. Because, because of the fact that I binged it and am now just caught up with the rest of the world and having to deal with this week to week bullshit is, is, is pure insanity. That's, a, that's all I got to say about Game of Thrones right now. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to sports now. Sports. Jack talk. Uh, so we'll go with the NBA draft lottery because that was tonight. Uh, it was tonight. What the fuck? The Those Pelicans ads. got the number one pick. <laughs> so, so well, the, let's let's preface this. Three, the the Bulls, the Suns, and the Cavs all got bumped out of the top four by the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, and the Lakers. I'm going to be honest, I don't have a real good understanding on how the lottery works, like what the odds are and everything. They just changed it. So, it used to be that the top team got the best odds, but now it's the last, the bottom three get like a 14 or 15% chance. Okay. I only know this because the fourth best team gets like a 12, which was the Bulls, but Memphis, the Lakers especially, and, and New Orleans did not have the best odds to get up to where they got. And, they did. They changed. They they just changed the draft lottery this year, so that make to make tanking less of a thing. I see. That makes sense. But when I so I was at the gym when I found out what was happening. So it was Memphis one, or not Memphis one. New Orleans one. Memphis two. Lakers or Knicks three. Lakers four. And then I think, son of a bitch, I should just look this up instead of fucking trying to spitball this off the top of my head. Lakers four. Cleveland five. Phoenix and then, six, and Bulls seven, Chicago seven. 
Yeah. So when I when I was at the gym and I'm hearing from my friends, they're going to commercial break and the Lakers and the Knicks and the Grizzlies or the Pelicans are in the top four. I'm going, oh my god, this shit is fucking rigged. Like yelling <laughs> that this is fucking rigged because the Lakers are going to get the number one pick. I'm going. You can be. You are shitting me that Zion is going to play with LeBron. That would have been pretty suspicious and awesome. I would have been okay with it. <laughs> I would have been. I would have torn things up in in my mind. <laughs> um. So but is Zion talk- going number one? Oh, one hundred percent. He's going to the Pelicans number one. the The real question is, what the hell is Anthony Davis going to do now? Yeah, New Orleans honestly gets so lucky because a lot of people thought they were going to try to package Anthony Davis for the one pick right? to try to go get Zion. Do you think there's any way Anthony Davis decides to stay now? Uh, I, I think I'd put it at 10%. I still think he wants to go, and I still think that situation is... I think they hired uh, David Griffin to be their GM, who was with the Cavs, and he said that... Um, He's willing. He's still playing it as if Anthony Davis is a guy that they're going to try to keep. Um, but I just feel like that situation is. I think he's already burned those bridges. Yeah, he's burned that bridge pretty hard. I'd, I'd say ten, fifteen percent. I think the real move is for them to trade it and get like a Jason Tatum from Boston or or something. Not trade number one. Trade Anthony Davis. That would be a good move. I know this isn't going to happen, but I'm very intrigued with the possibility of them keeping Anthony Davis and getting John Morant and having those two play together. But I don't, obviously, that's probably not going to happen. Oh, you're talking about the Pelicans? Yeah, the Pelicans. Oh, and John Morant? Yeah, instead of Zion. Oh, that's not happening. I th- yeah, you're probably right. I mean, actually, if you look at like on the floor, Davis and Zion's a pretty good tandem to have because davis can play the fly, slide to the five and zion's probably going to be a four yeah i would think he's he's kind of short to be a five right the, the only thing with um man the, the pelicans are lucky because they had anthony davis who's a top 10 player at the very least for all this time i couldn't make it what are you popping open a beer or is that a, a coke i was popping open a beer as a beer what, yeah, what kind of beer i tried to hold it away so you couldn't hear it's all good. it uh, oh that's good we Drinking this, is casual. Drinking is fine. This is a Natterday, those new natural light strawberry oh lemonade things. What are you doing? They're not good. They're why, not good. why are you doing that? Because I have a fridge full of them. And why? Because somebody at the liquor store said these are delicious. You should get these. So I bought a thirty rack. Oh my god! And they're not good. So I'm trying to whittle that away so I can fill my beer fridge with something else that I'll actually enjoy drinking. That's. That's shameful. Anyways, um, yeah, I heard that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, where was I at? You just completely, completely mind wiped me by telling me you're drinking a Natterday. Zion playing a four. Oh yes. The thing is that, like, how lucky are the Pelicans? They they draft Davis number one, and they can't build a team around him for, I don't know. It's been six, seven years. Who knows how long it's been? Now they get Zion. It's like how how lucky can you get? It reminds me of the Cavs when they got um, when they lost LeBron, and then the next year or the year after they got uh, the number one pick and draft Kyrie. Yeah, that's if if they can manage to keep Anthony Davis, which I like I said I don't think is very likely. That's a very intimidating yeah inside great. combo. They're, you're not shooting in the paint. You're gonna get 
that shit's getting sent to the bleachers every time. And they're both, I mean, they're both guys that are long and athletic and guys that can switch on to anybody. I mean, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think that could work out very well. I, they still need to add other pieces, probably. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a... If I'm, do you think, if you're Anthony Davis, do you at least consider it? Or are you like, I just don't, I don't want to live in New Orleans. I'm done. They, they haven't been able to build anything around me. I think if I understand this situation right, Anthony Davis's only problem with this organization is that they haven't been able to give him pieces that he needs to be successful. Right. That he's one of the best in the game year after year and just can't get it done because he doesn't have any help. So I think if he, I don't think he has a problem with the city. I don't think he has a problem with, with any of that. I think it's, if it's just the teammates. So if he thinks Zion can help him and that they can play well together, you might have to consider it, especially because I get the sense that new Orleans is not going to trade him somewhere. He wants to go. No. So it might be better for him to just try to play this year and then you'll be a free agent and then you can do, you can go, you can make sure you go where you want to go. Yeah. If I was Anthony Davis, unless it's just so toxic over there, I would consider just playing this out and being like, let's, let's just see how it is with this guy. Let's see how good he really is. And like you said, if it if he's by the end of it he goes eh, this wasn't great, then move on. Just go like this. Right, go. But I would at least tell New Orleans, you know what? I'm open to at least considering staying. I'm not going to sign anything. If you want to trade me, trade me. But I'm open to considering it, pending how this year goes with this guy. Yeah, I I think the smart move would be to stay for him because, and like I said, I think that it really is just because I think New Orleans will get petty and they'll send him to. I don't know, somewhere shitty. Who knows? Like Dallas, I don't know. I can't find <laughs> it. I can't think of a shitty team. Oklahoma uh, City. <laughs> Phoenix or something. I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Who knows, man? I I think I think it makes things I was rooting for Memphis just cuz it that'd be so fucking funny if the 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 this great player is drafted by Memphis. Um I mean New Orleans is also funny, but this is at least intriguing because you have the Anthony Davis situation. Yeah, that that was this is probably the best storyline lottery pick that could have happened. Now we get to Well, Lakers. Oh uh, yeah, but then I you just wouldn't everyone would bitch about how it's rigged and I, Yeah, you would I mean if he went to the Lakers, everyone would call it rigged, which I would have also screamed, even though I, I don't actually believe it's rigged. I would have screamed it's rigged. Uh New York, everyone would be like rigged, right? Yeah. Yeah. Memphis probably. Memphis be everyone would be like, What the fuck? Who cares about Memphis? So this is I guess I think this is a pretty good story. You know what I'm just realizing as I'm looking through this draft order? Yeah. My Nuggets do not have a pick. You want to talk draft. about your Nuggets now, or do you still want to focus on the draft? I mean, I'm done with the draft. Do you have anything else on the draft? I like no. I like John Morant a lot. He's probably going to go to Memphis. He's probably going to go number two. All I got is, the last thing I got is, as a Bulls fan, God damn it, the seventh pick is terrible. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of far down. Although that the really mock draft sucks. that I'm looking at has them taking Kobe White from North Carolina. I like him, but not as much as some of not the guys much, in the not top as much four. as anyone in the top four. Yeah, God damn it, we suck. Okay, um, well the Nuggets. I mean, I know that uh, Golden State actually just won, so 
That's this is already kind of old news. They just beat Portland by twenty two. Um, but we're Nuggets. Just because you're a, you're a Colorado guy, how uh, what were your thoughts? Game seven. Denver is supposed to be one of the best home court advantages there is because of the altitude. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a 17-point lead at home in that playoff game and not come out with the win. Yeah. That being said, they made it further and played a lot closer than I expected the Denver Nuggets to do in this playoff. So I'm not terribly upset about it, but when they were up by 17, I... I thought, oh, they got it in the bag. So, yeah, it's I'm one a little of those disappointed things. with that. But I, I listened to a podcast because I, I, quite honestly, haven't been following the Nuggets. I know Jokic is awesome and he's been great in the playoffs. Um, besides anyone, really, who else is following Denver except people out in Denver? But beside the point, um, it's kind of one of those things where it's that this was a really good season for them. And it was like an unexpected run to go from not being in the playoffs all the way to the, the two seed and, and going to the semis. Um, so that's great. And Jokic was awesome, which is cool to see. Um, but as you mentioned, they blew a 17-point home you know, lead in, at home in Game 7. That's kind of a really bad loss for them, too. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we went far, but we shouldn't have lost this game. But on, the, on the other bright side of this though is I think Portland can make a series with Golden State somewhat interesting. I don't think so, but go I mean they might win too. I think Golden State was just going to beat the fucking britches off Denver. So probably that's going to save us that embarrassment. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I I mean see that. What do you um we're probably only two people that are talking about Denver Nuggets basketball on a uh, on Tuesday, but <laughs> Probably, <laughs> but um, Paul Millsap's a free agent, or not a free agent? They, I think they have a team option on him. Would you keep him? Yes. So no. I don't think you want to change anything from this team. Obviously, if you can, if you have a shot to get one of the big free agents like Clay or Kyrie, which I don't think Denver does, you try to make that move, right? Uh, but from what I'm hearing, Michael Porter Jr. is expected to play. I they. I've heard a lot of this already. They did the process red shirt like they did like Philly did with Joel Embiid on him this year. So at no point were they ever going to try to play him this year, but he is expected to play at a at a hundred percent next year. So I think we probably we'll just see. yeah I think we just kind of stick with what we've got because I like a lot of the pieces of our team, but. I wonder what I wonder what happens when you add a highly touted prospect like Michael Porter Jr. in there, and he could be the one big piece that I think we're missing. As great as as Jokic is, Denver still really does not have a guy that can go get a basket. No, in a one on one situation, or he can't do a Kawhi. Right. You you don't have you don't have a playmaker on the wing or a guard, and you have Jamal Murray who's pretty hot and cold. Um, oh, he Harry Harris frustrates okay. me so much. Yeah, I bet. I bet watching that guy is real frustrating. <laughs> Gary he, Harris is solid, but other than that, you don't have a really good guard or wing that can get you a bucket. Right. So Michael Porter Jr. might be the guy that you go to to get clutch buckets. That's what he was expected to be at one point. He was supposed right. to be the guy for a team. Right. So I think we probably just try to keep our roster where we're at. Paul Millsap doesn't necessarily tear up a stat sheet. Not anymore. 
but he gets so many tip outs and he's he's a very good tough inside presence for them so i would like to keep paul Millsap if we can if he wants a ton of money or if it's gonna be too expensive then take him or leave him i guess yeah all right what else you got um Kawhi shot the doink 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 oh man that was that, one of the best things i've ever seen i uh, i was watching that game live because i've um i've enjoyed the east after the first round because uh, there was a ton of storylines with these le- these four teams that were in the east uh semis um so i watched that shot live and i literally the ball clanks i'm like oh, okay going to overtime then it straight up Bounces around and once it goes in, I I yelled at my TV. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that on a game winner. I haven't either. That was crazy. That was insane. Great shot too. I mean, tough getting super contested by Joel Embiid. It's tough to make that shot just sprinting to the baseline, and then just turn around and pull up like that without a defense. But he had a seven foot tall man just blanketed all over him. I don't know. I don't know how he made that shot. It's insane. I have no idea. I mean that that shot right there was probably the greatest. I mean, I think it was the greatest moment in Toronto basketball. Oh, definitely, <laughs> that, yeah. That that shot being made and just the way he played in that game and throughout the series completely justifies that trade, even if he doesn't resign. In my opinion, I you're probably right. I, you know, I hadn't actually thought about that. You're probably right because um, even if he doesn't resign. You couldn't have gone back this year and run it back with, um, what the fuck did it? Demar Derozan? Like, it they wasn't going to end there, any no. differently. Yeah, yeah. You, you you needed that guy who in that game. Did you watch that game? Not the whole game. No, I, I watched most of it, and he was that dude where everyone else was, oh shit, game seven, I don't want to shoot type thing, and he was going, okay, I'm going to have to shoot. I think he shot thirty nine times. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was just one of those things where that's why you go and get a guy like that because he is one of the top ten, maybe even top five best players in the world, and he is not afraid of that moment. Okay, I, oh, I've got a couple questions. Yeah. All right. First of all, are these playoffs better without LeBron? Are they better without LeBron? Because this like is them. the first time in how long? With I like them better just because I'm tired of fucking the same guy. In, in here every year dominating the narrative so yeah I like it I think I th- that's probably part of it for a lot of people but I think there's just it also happens to be that there's all these game sevens and close series mm-hmm. for the first time in a while I don't know if that's necessarily because LeBron's not here I think the the teams have finally evened out a little bit more just all the way across the board yeah for sure but yeah, this is the first time in a while it feels like a playoffs where we don't know who the two teams in the finals are going to be. I mean, it's still safe to assume Golden State's going to be there. I know it was a little hairy there when Durant got hurt, um, but now that they they, they beat the Rockets, I'm, it's safe to say Golden State's going to be there. But we don't know who's coming out of the East, and we don't really know how good that team is going to be. Like, that inevitable Golden State versus either the Raptors or Bucks. Golden State will be the favorite, but I don't know how that's going to go. The Raptors or the Bucks could be really good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I feel like there's a there's a a little bit more uh, intrigue. Yeah, for in sure. This playoffs than we've had in a little bit. It doesn't feel like a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And then my second question is, what would be your top? Let's just say top five 
players in the NBA right now? Because mine has changed drastically from last time we had this conversation. So the playoffs are so interesting because the playoffs are basically a game-to-game referendum on how good you are. And if... Um, like, every every game swings so much. Take, for instance, the Sixers. Oh, my God, Ben Simmons is amazing. Oh, my God, he's terrible. They need to trade him. Oh, Jim, Joel Embiid's great. Oh, he can't stay on the court. He's terrible. He'll never be healthy. Like, every game... like. Even like James Harden, oh God, he's he's one of the best in the world. Oh now now like he can't beat the Warriors. He must he needs something. There's something going on with his one on one styles. It's not going to work in the playoffs. There's always like these like calls on like deciding who a player is after the playoffs. But playoffs are a factor. So might are are we doing top five in the league or top five in the league? Yeah, jeez. I mean, I think LeBron is still there. Oh man, that's tough. All right, I'm gonna name some. I'm gonna go Durant, Curry. Fuck. All right, I'm gonna go Durant, Curry, Harden, Giannis, Kawhi, and LeBron six. <laughs> yeah, that's. But LeBron's probably better than all. Like, still probably better. But playoffs, you got, you got, you got to have this. There are these guys are in the playoffs right now. Well, you're you're kind of making the point that I wanted to make is. I, LeBron absolutely might still be the talent, the most talented guy in the NBA. Which when we far, when we first started doing Jock Talk, I was a huge LeBron stan and was kind of annoying about it too. But um, he took the year off more or less, so I think that he's probably still talented and he's going to come back next year and and be LeBron again. But what if he's not? Right. So I think just based off of what we the information that we have right now, I would probably also go. Durant, Curry, Kawhi, Giannis, Harden. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty safe list. I mean, you can throw in as far as like top ten, like you could throw in LeBron and Anthony Davis, and I think Embiid is is there or almost there. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> After that, who knows? Yeah, I mean, and the, you can sw- shuffle those around. But my point is, LeBron's not in the top five for me anymore, and he was number one for me. Yeah, no, I mean that's what happens when you, that's what happens when you you miss the playoffs, you know, even right. You know, people forget. Well, it's not even that he missed the playoffs as much for me as he just didn't play this year really. No. He took yeah. huge chunks of time off, didn't play hard all the time. Yeah, this was a the 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 memes or the the the, the videos of LeBron just not playing defense really hurt his his so much for rep. me. Yeah. That I was a huge LeBron fan and that made me not like yeah. really at all. Because no matter what, you have to try and put effort in. And then when he would get mad at his teammates after his guy scored an open layup, it's just like, I don't know. He rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, I agree. But any I think he's gonna come back and be LeBron next year. That Lakers situation is is kind of a mess. Yeah, it, it kind of is right now. What did <laughs> you Magic think about Johnson? Magic just leaving? <laughs> I thought it was funny because I, I I anything anything that that bad happens to the Lakers or the Knicks, I just laugh because it's just funny. Especially yeah, either <laughs> of those two franchises, Magic Johnson leaving like that. First off, I I thought it was funny because everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, Magic Johnson, he's going to turn it around. He's so invested." And then he quits. 
I honestly feel like he quit because it got tough, and he was like, "This isn't easy, easy as I thought it would be." That's a hundred percent how I see it too. Yeah, and he just quit. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I, I just want to be friends with everybody," and it was like, "No, you realize that you signed the best player in the league, and you still didn't make the playoffs." And you're going, oh my God, like not everyone wants to come here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I can't just be tampering every two minutes. You can't just make it happen. <laughs> I can't be publicly talking about these players and telling them, oh yeah, I'm going to help them out. Wait, what? Dude, you're, can't, you're a GM now. Stop it. I remember after, uh, after Trump got elected, it was like 100 days after his presidency started. Yeah. He did an interview and he said, honestly, my old job was a lot easier. This job's a lot harder than I thought it would be. No shit. And Magic had the same realization, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. He was on TV being a personality, being a Lakers like ambassador, and then you get into the GM role, and it's like, oh, this is hard. Yeah, no kidding. So, um, What are your predictions going forward? In the f- Oh, uh, first, what does Philadelphia do? Great question. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Fuck if I know. Oh, my. That's a tough call. I've heard a lot of different things. I, I I feel like I almost feel like you have to run it back with those guys because you only had like less than half a season to kind of figure it out with all those guys. Um, but it, by doing that, you would just be insanely over the tax. Um, also, what from what I saw in the playoffs, that offense did not look smooth at all. I don't know. I mean. There's talk about firing their coach. There's talking about keeping Butler or, or Harris or one of the two. There's talk about trading Ben Simmons. That is just, I don't even have a good answer for it. I, I would say run it back just because, again, you, you haven't really gotten a full season out of what that team could be, but there's no easy decision on that one. I guess the, the thing that I think of first is you got to answer some questions. Is Ben Simmons a max player, first of all? Are you going to give that. him a max contract next year? Not only that, is he a point guard? Yeah, that too. That's a but because he he can play he plays point guard when they he's fine when they're going in transition, but when he's in the half court, Not he as passes much. the ball to somebody and they got him in the quote unquote dunker spot, which is basically he's on the block ready to catch lobs or rebound. That's not where you want your point guard. Right. I mean, he's got to develop a shot. Yeah, that, well, and that's the other thing, is if, if they have faith that he can get... He doesn't need to be a sharpshooter, but he's got to be able to hit something from the elbow. Yeah. From, he's got to be outside of the paint and right. be a threat from there. Because right now, he's absolutely not. Well, the big thing is, too, is those are both good questions. The other thing is, too, is... If there's any thought to considering to trading Ben, which I'm sure they they might consider it, you really got to bank on the fact that Joel Embiid is going to be healthy, and I don't think you can bank on that either. No, definitely not. So, like, if you trade Ben and then Joel, for instance, gets hurt next year, like that that franchise is just in the dirt. Yeah, they, and honestly, I don't expect Joel Embiid to be healthy no I, I don't either i expect him to miss significant amounts of games every year i think that's just going to be part of his career i agree so do yeah do you move on from him knowing that i don't the i thing, doubt it I, yeah the thing is he is 
legitimately a once like a, a top ten player. Like it's hard yes, to trade that guy without knowing for sure that he's not going to be on the court. The other thing is, I, from what I hear, Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid get along very well. Yeah, and they are good at pushing each other and bringing the best out of each other. So I think that you w- it would be in their best interest to try to keep those two guys together. I, I've been hating on Jimmy for a bit, um, but he looked good on the Sixers, and he definitely, um, him in the pick and roll with Embiid was really good, and he was definitely the type where they needed a bucket. Jimmy was that guy, and, and they don't have that guy without him. So the only thing is, is that's another thing. If you keep Jimmy... It's really imperative on Ben to become a better shooter because all three of those guys like the ball in their hands. Right. That's why, like, Tobias Harris is also... J.J. Redick. Yeah, both of those guys are smart to re-sign because they both don't need the ball as much. That would be my other question. They're paying J.J. Redick a lot of money. Yeah, they're paying him a lot. And I mean, they're on one-year deals, but they're paying him a lot of money. Yeah, and he didn't produce with that... This year, he did Especially okay. Not, not in the playoffs, he was yeah kind of missing in the playoffs. I think you can get. Uh, he's old now. Yeah, I don't know. Can you find a better shooter that's a young guy? Maybe that you could pay a lot less money. I don't know. I feel like they might try to move from JJ Redick. Yeah, they could do that. The only thing is, I mean, JJ Redick is expensive. But Tobias Harris is going to ask for a max deal, and he's going to get it somewhere. Jimmy Butler is going to ask for a max deal; he's going to get it somewhere. Embiid's got, I think, a, a big time either a max deal or, or as big as a pretty big contract. Simmons is going to is up for an extension, and he's going to ask for a max deal. I mean, this is like warrior situation where you're going to have four guys on max deals, and you don't even know number one if it can work together, and number two. You know, if actually, I don't have a number two. Never mind. Number one, <laughs> you don't know if it's going to work together. There's well, no proof that this is going to actually go any further. Yeah, and that's it's a terrible problem to have, but it it is a problem for them because I think they're going to have to move on from from one of those four guys. And honestly, I think the who makes the most sense for them to move on from is Ben Simmons. Yeah, I was I was thinking about this as you're we talking and. The guy that to move is Ben Simmons, which is insane because last year Ben Simmons was basically anointed as the second coming. He was basically Magic Johnson. Everyone's going, he's Magic Johnson. If he develops a jumper, he could be almost as good as LeBron. Like that's a un, that's a once in a lifetime player. And he's he's just not. He's I actually saw um, an analytics thing where he's not nearly as effective in the half court or in the Not transition as people think that he is. Oh wow. He okay. turns the ball over in the trans in transition a lot. I saw an article on the Ringer that was going make let's stop this basically stop playing Ben Simmons at point guard. Stop saying this and make him a center. Basically he should be Draymond Green on a on a good team. And he can probably do that. He can definitely do that. He's a great defensive player. He has he's actually has more size than Draymond can handle the ball in transition, make the right reads. Like that's that might be as I mean it's only 2 years into his career, so who knows what how good he'll be. But that's something to consider too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's do the the predictions for the rest of the playoffs real quick. All right. 
I got uh I got Warriors in five. And I'll go Bucks Raptors is rough. I'm gonna go Bucks and seven. Bucks and seven? Any yeah. particular reason why? Uh Warriors, well Warriors is obvious, but Bucks Yeah. I just feel like the Bucks the Philly took the Raptors seven and Philly is super talented, but they're not they're not all with it. You know, they don't they don't play well together yet. I think the Bucks are just this machine. I think Giannis with the way they've constructed that team perfectly around Giannis where it's four shooters and Giannis just drills into the paint and either makes the right read and passes it out or gets a bucket. Yeah, um I'm going to go Warriors in 6. Yeah. Just cuz I'm going to give Portland a little bit more credit after they beat my boys. And then I think I want to go I think I want to go Toronto in 7. That's not a bad pick. They do have the experience. That well, and the thing is, Kawhi seems to be able to stifle whoever he is guarding. He makes their job way harder. So I think that he is obviously he's not going to be able to completely stop Giannis, but I think he can make Giannis's job a lot harder than Giannis is used to putting up with. I don't think they're going to have Kawhi on Giannis. You don't think so? I think they'll it'll it'll happen just organically. They'll switch and it'll happen occasionally, but I don't think I don't think they want to tax Kawhi on the defensive end. Yeah, I'm not saying he's gonna guard him the entire time. Yeah. But I think in key moments Yeah, definitely. He's gonna be on Giannis and I think that he's gonna be able to sh- like I said, not shut him down, but Giannis won't be what he usually is. Yeah, I'm I'm big on Giannis. I think he's a fucking bulldozer. I at some point you've got to have a little finesse, and I don't. <laughs> I know he passes it out well, and I know he gets to the rim all the time, but I don't know. It'll I'm be gonna a, go with Toronto. I feel like it's Toronto. It'll yeah. be yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a good series. Um, let's do a draft recap because Jess Rivera asked us to. Yeah, we got. We I didn't watch it, one minute of the draft, so this is gonna be a lot of you. Do you know who your Bears drafted? Someone. <laughs> Someone. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who did we draft? I forgot. So, okay, well, we'll start with the first overall. Uh, the Cardinals got, they went ahead and drafted Kyler Murray. So and they sent has Josh ever, Rosen to Miami. Oh, okay. They, yeah, they did that. Because I was going to say, that's crazy that they went two straight years and picked QBs. I, it's crazy either way. Yeah. Um, they got a second round pick back from Miami, I think. They, they held out for so long because they wanted that first. They thought if they waited up until the draft, somebody would give them a first-round pick, and it just didn't happen. Um, first of all, Josh Rosen handled the whole situation like a freaking pro, which is something that people were worried about with him. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what his temperament was, that kind of thing. Um, so I was I was surprised and happy to see that. At, what do you expect out of Kyler Murray as an NFL quarterback? So we're we're really basing this off of just one year. Right, which is a problem for me because <laughs> history tells you quarterbacks that play for one year usually do not do well in the NFL. Yeah, I mean his, you know, his size is going to be a thing for sure, I think. I know that Drew Brees has made it that size isn't a thing as much. 
but it's still a thing. He's still 5'10", 200 pounds at that, at best. Um, I think he's a lot. Size is going to be a pro. I don't think the height matters for him. Right. But I do think the fact that he, I think he weighs 180 pounds. Jesus Christ. I, see, I do see that being a problem. Yeah, and I mean, he's he was at Oklahoma, which, and Baker Mayfield's looking pretty solid, but Oklahoma's known to just be this factory for making quarterbacks look amazing. In college. In college, yes. So, <laughs> um, but so that's why I'm going to, def- but I'm going to defer to you on this. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not completely sold on Kyler Murray. I think that there is a 10% chance that Kyler Murray is Michael Vick without the off the field shit with a better work ethic. I think there's a 10% chance that he is the most explosive, incredible offensive weapon the NFL has ever well, seen. Well, the thing, the thing is though, is like Michael Vick had a decent career, but for what he was expected of Michael Vick, that's not a great career. But he also Michael Vick mid- was supposed to be like, like change the game, like win Super Bowls, change the game type. He, yeah, but I think he missed his prime years because he was sitting in a jail cell. Yeah, well, he also missed his. Well, he also when he was on the field, he still ran so much that he was getting hurt all the time. And he he didn't. He's even admitted that he did not take the whole learning the offense, the intricacies of passing, all that. He didn't. He didn't do that. No, he just went out there and played football. Kyler Murray will. I think that he will do that. I think he'll. He'll learn offenses and that kind of thing. I think he probably already has a better grasp on that than Michael Vick did. But I also, yeah. I just, there's a, so there's a chance that he is that. But I think there's a bigger chance that he's an absolute bust that just can't get it done. Well, I'm glad they hired his uh, water boy to be the head coach in Arizona. Yeah, that was a strange move. I know, we talked about that. That was a strange move. I don't understand that. <laughs> what, what do you think of them just, okay, well, the, the real question, though, obviously, well, I mean, that's one of them. But another question is, who ends up being better, Josh Rosen or Kyler Murray? I really like Josh Rosen. He's got your more, you know, typical size of a quarterback. I really, yeah, I really like Josh Rosen. Um, I mean, that you, you literally gave up on the first after one year on this guy to get Kyler Murray. Like you, you, that's whoever's the GM for the Cardinals. That's bold move, like right there. That's. That's your your job is on the line with Kyler Murray. Yeah, he, yes, the I think it's Steve Kime. Steve okay. Kime, I'm pretty sure. He uh yeah, he needs Kyler Murray to be a home run. And there's definitely a, a chance Not only that, that he, he needs him to be better than Josh Rosen, I think. Probably. Yeah, probably. I don't I think right now I'm going to go with Rosen. Wow. I think Rosen's going to be the better quarterback. I think he's going to a little bit better team right now too i think the the dolphins are not good but i think they're better off than arizona is <laughs> but arizona did have a good over, a draft overall other than kyler murray they got uh byron murphy the corner from washington that okay. was really highly rated and then they got uh andy isabella which is the wide receiver from maryland that ran like a 4-3 so it'll be a, a guy to blow the top off and let let Murray throw deep balls too. So I think I think it was a really good draft for Arizona, but yeah, you definitely have got to hope that Kyler Murray is as advertised. 
I think you're a little close to your mic. I can hear you breathing. Oh, <laughs> either that or you just uh, you turned up your mic too much. Um, my bad. That's all good. A little close to it, I think. Whatever. Okay, it's not, it's not completely distracting. It's all right. <laughs> um, and then the 49ers drafted Nick Bosa. Yeah. Who? Uh, I think he's going to be good. Yeah, even though he said a lot of weird, a lot of things that would make people mad. I didn't see what he said. I just I know that he said some shit that could make that's, people mad. Which that's what I heard too. I didn't really look at it. Basically, uh, Sherman was like, "I don't care what he said as long as he's good. It doesn't matter." That seemed to be the reaction from the team. Yeah, as long yeah. as he can play ball, it doesn't matter. Right. Which is probably the correct stance. Uh, yeah, I think so. And then the Jets drafted Quinnen Williams, which is also whatever. He's a big. We knew a bunch of defensive linemen were going to go mm-hmm. high. Um, then the what? Raiders drafted Clellan Farrell, which is kind of a shocker. Yeah, why is that? He was uh, like a, also a defensive lineman, a pass rusher, but they everybody had him down in the 30s. And the, the Raiders went up and got him over a bunch of guys that were rated over him. So it's just kind of interesting. Hmm. I don't... I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. And honestly, Gruden and Mike Mayock probably saw something that nobody else saw. So I'm not saying it's a bad pick. It's just a little different, I guess. Four up at four, even though he was supposed to go in the 30s? Yeah, he was supposed to be somewhere around 31, 32. What do you think about uh, Dwayne Haskins or the Redskins and how salty Dwayne Haskins is? Yeah, that's the pick that I was going to get to next was the Daniel Jones one. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, everyone expected the Giants to take a quarterback. Everyone thought it would be Dwayne Haskins. They took Daniel Jones from Duke instead. Yeah? What's, um, what's the read on that? I don't. I never saw Daniel Jones play. <laughs> I don't think very many people did. <laughs> um, I don't. I think they've. I don't know. I First of all, I was not a big Dwayne Haskins guy. Kind of the same reason that has me worried about Kyler Murray. Like you don't, most great NFL quarterbacks did not just get one year mm-hmm. in college, and Dwayne Haskins couldn't beat out R.J. Barrett, who is no longer playing in the league right. at Ohio State. So, I but I think Dwayne Haskins is a much better prospect than Daniel Jones was. This is a very weird pick. I know New York fans were like, what the fuck? Yeah, their GM's in a lot of hot water, too. Yeah. He was in hot water going into this year, so. Yeah, I don't know. That'll be. Do you, do you think Dwayne Haskins will be any good? Because he's talking a lot. I don't know. He's going to. He was a Redskins fan. I guess he's from that area. Mm-hmm. And he'll get to learn from Alex Smith if Alex Smith decides to be helpful. <laughs> I I don't think so. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is going to be. And I I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know enough. Seems like this year's quarterback class isn't great. I did not like this year's quarterback class, especially compared to last year's. Yeah, it's tough coming off last year's. Um, I think if any of these these quarterbacks are going to be good. It will probably be Kyler Murray, but I 
I think he's got some bust potential. I think Haskins has some bust potential. Daniel Jones definitely does. I don't know. <laughs> who had the the best draft? Uh, Mel or Chaz Kuyper Jr. <laughs> um, I liked the Patriots draft just because the Patriots, you, you got to trust their their picks. They seem to know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I think Arizona. If if Kyler Murray works out, I think Arizona's is really good. If you would have asked me this a couple weeks ago, I would have been more on top of it. But it's been a while. It's been a little bit, so I'm kind of having trouble recalling. Um, I know the Bears. Okay, I, the Bears drafted with their first pick a running back from Iowa State. That's what I got. I like him, David good. Montgomery. I like good. him. We needed a running back, so. Yeah, what's up with them getting rid of? Uh, uh, what's are these? I don't understand it. It's just. It's literally just. Our guy, what I forgot what our fucking coach's name is. What's our coach's name? Sean Shit. McDermott. No fucking hell. This is how long it's been. Since oh, uh, uh, I was. I don't know why I was thinking of Buffalo. I read Buffalo Matt on Nagy. my phone. Yeah, Nagy. He just hasn't liked Howard. He's just not as in his not as type of running back for whatever reason. So he's just been having a hard on for trading on this guy. And he got rid of him. I don't know. All I know is we didn't have a lot of picks in this draft because we traded all of them for uh, Khalil Mack. So the picks that we did have, I hope they're good, and I hope Khalil Mack is good for at least another two or three years. So we traded a lot. Yeah, I think Khalil Mack's going to be good for at least that long. So good. That's what I need. You guys are probably in good shape. All right, good. Um, I did like New England's draft. They got that defensive end, Winovich, from Michigan. Mm-hmm. I liked him quite a bit as a – mid-round pick, and then they drafted Nikhil Harry, which I think was the best wide receiver probably in the draft. Okay. And he's big, and he can pro- he's not Gronk. He's not going to replace Gronk, but nobody in this draft was. So I think right. they can use him to do a lot of the things that Gronk did in the passing game, hopefully. So I, I did I did like the move that they made. Um, Baltimore, the Ravens had a, had a pretty good draft too. I like, uh, the wide receiver from Oklahoma too, Marquise Brown. Yeah. They, I mean, now they're surrounding, man, I forgot this fucking quarterback's name. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. They're, they're putting some talent around Lamar. Yeah. They've got a solid defense. They went out and got, uh, Ingram. So they're, they bulked up on the running game. They drafted Justice Hill, which was, Kind of, I thought an underrated running back from Oklahoma State. I liked him quite a bit too. And then they went and got two wide receivers. So yeah, they're they're stocking up on the offense, trying to help him out as much as they can. The league, or at least in that game against the Chargers, they figured out how to stop Lamar. So yeah, I I don't think Lamar Jackson's probably going to be a long term option for any team at quarterback. And you just are hating on all the quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Last year in clutch situations, he could not complete a pass on third down. So that's yeah. a problem. It's also a problem when it, what, it was the Chargers that went out there and was like, we're going to just roll out six DBs. <laughs> yeah, whatever. they just put speed all over the field. Yeah, and, and they just couldn't figure that out. Right. Said said you're not going to outrun us. You're not going to get to the edge and take off. Yeah. 
Um, and then the Cleveland Browns really bulked up this offseason, not just really in the draft, but just kind of overall they went and got Odell Beckham. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I I don't want to get too much on the hype train, but I think look out for the Browns. I was going to say, is this their year? Are they winning the division this year? I definitely think they can win the division. I would yeah. say they're my favorite. Super Bowl is probably a little bit out there. They're going to the Super Bowl? <laughs> they still got to beat Kansas City. They'd still have to beat New England. Super yeah, Bowl is probably a little bit too ambitious. But they're the gonna Chargers be good. are still going to be pretty good. Eh, whatever. Philip Rivers sucks. That's true. You know, you hate Philip Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the Browns did draft Greedy Williams too, so they've got two really good young shutdown corners on the end uh, on their That's defense. Perfect. I think the Browns are going to be scary. Wow, the Browns. No one's ever said that the Browns I, are going to be scary. I, I don't think I've heard the Browns. I don't think I've ever heard in my life the Browns are in the word scary. Yeah, I don't think that's ever been said in my life. Lifetime. That's one of the worst franchises ever. Uh, Indianapolis is going to be good this year, too. AFC is going to have some good teams. Yeah, but is Andrew Luck going to be healthy? I think so. I had questions about that at the end of last year, too, though. I remember we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. There was just some plays where he just wasn't getting the ball deep in the field. So... I forgot they made they made the playoffs, right? They did, yeah. Yeah. They did. Jeez, NFL has been so long ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> um I did have a couple of quick MMA things I wanted oh, to talk shit. about. I had no idea up. you were gonna bring up some MMA. Let's do that. Yeah. Um was Adesanya Gastelum the best fight of the year? I mean it's been it's only April, but yeah. It's it was definitely the best fight of the year so far. There's actually been a lot of good ones, but that was, that was the best one. That one was it was really good. That was that was a. I mean, you don't often see guys, both guys, get knocked down a couple times and still go all five rounds. Yeah, and that was one of the the in first a title times fight. in a while. It's not very often that you go into the fifth round not knowing knowing that the fight is probably two to two. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah, they, it came down to the fifth round and. Adesanya just pulled it out. It was fun to watch. Yeah, and he's an exciting prospect for the UFC, so the, the right guy won if, as far as marketing. Definitely. Is he going to fight John Jones? <laughs> They've already been teasing that. Um, I mean, who knows? Pop, maybe in the future, he's still got to win the, the undisputed title and defend it. I don't think that's a great fight for him. Adesanya is, I mean, he's great at his weight class but he's he's small he's skinny john yeah. jones will just right now at this point in their careers john jones would ragdoll him yeah adesanya walks around i think right around 183 i don't think he cuts weight yeah he doesn't cut weight, weight. And, and jones is probably around 225 230 yeah that's that's what he it's it's a huge difference so no i don't think they're fighting anytime soon they shouldn't do that did you like the Holloway Poirier title fight? Did you like that matchup to start with? I didn't. I didn't like that matchup to start with, but once I found out the circumstances, I realized why they did it. Um, it was supposed to be Holloway and Ferguson, which is a great fight on paper. Also, kind of weird. If they were going to do an interim title fight, it was supposed. It should have been Ferguson Poirier, but uh, Ferga, Tony Ferguson was dealing with a lot of mental issues. So that's why they didn't have he didn't accept the fight. 
And I guess if you're going to do an interim title fight, Holloway Poirier wasn't the worst thing to do. I mean, they're they're both top fighters. So I wasn't I was like, eh, this is kind of stupid. This sucks. And then so once I realized the circumstances and the fact that Khabib isn't fighting till September, I was like, eh, okay, fine. I didn't like it. I just because those two guys. First of all, Holloway, I thought should have to fight somewhere else at lightweight first. I don't Probably, think his yeah. first lightweight fight should have been for an interim title. But both of those guys had been beaten by McGregor, who had been beaten by... It just didn't seem like those were the two top guys in well, that Poirier is 100% deserving. Um, he's, on like a, he's on a tear. He's beaten like Eddie Alvarez, Ga- Gaethje, Pettis, like devastating fashion. So he was very deserving, even though he has lost to McGregor, but that was three three or four years ago. Um, I yeah, agree, Holloway. Long. Holloway lost even further long ago to McGregor. Um, I definitely agree he probably should have had one fight at 155 before throwing him in a title, but they were trying to sell some pay-per-views, and it is what it is. Yeah. I'm happy that it happened the way... It, I mean, I, I'm a big Holloway guy, so I was kind of disappointed he lost, but and for the sake of both divisions, it's better that Poirier won. Definitely. Do you think that Poirier is that much better, or do you think that Holloway doesn't have enough power at 55? I think there, it's both. I think Poirier's gotten a lot better. He's a lot better in terms of combination um, punching and staying in the pocket and avoiding being hit and staying composed. Um, but I also think that Poirier, at one, he also used to fight at 145. Um, that's where they originally fought, Poirier and Holloway. Um, but it seems to me Poirier's definitely put on the weight better. Yeah. It just seems to be like a true 155, whereas Holloway um, can fight at 155. I'm sure he'd do really well against a lot of guys, but that power difference was just was too much. And he looked like Poirier looked just bigger, a bigger yeah, dude, stronger. It was, it was one of those things where it was like, whoa, these punches are just way harder at this weight class. And Holloway, he's not really like a one-punch knockout no, guy at 45s no. anyway. No. So, yeah, I think that was just too much to overcome, probably. Yeah, I think, actually, I, I think Poirier was just a bad matchup for him in terms of 155. I think he'd do really well against a lot of guys, but a guy like Poirier who has that power is always just going to give him trouble. Like, I think, I honestly think he'd do well against Khabib or like Tony Ferguson or a bunch of the other guys. It's just, Poirier's just got a lot of power. Yeah, yeah. Poirier is a lot better than I had. Giving him credit for going yeah. into that fight. A lot of people a lot of people don't really didn't really think highly of Poirier, but he's he's quietly gotten a lot better. Is Anderson Silva done? Oh fuck, he should be, but no, he's not done. He's gonna keep fighting. He's already released a message where he's like, No, I'm not done. You gotta be kidding me. He just he loves to fight. He uh, he doesn't he will never retire. I don't think that he will him and BJ Penn will just fight forever. Oh that was <laughs> that was gonna be my next one. <laughs> they're, BJ they're, Penn it's needs both sad. to be done. BJ Penn 100% needs to be done. Anderson Silva also needs to be done. But there, it's just one of those things. I, I, I see it all the time in combat sports where they, these old legends, they just don't ever want to let go. Well, I, I mean, BJ that's... Penn was talking about shit. Before this fight, he was talking about how he, he was guaranteeing he's going to win a world title again one day. I'm like, dude, you're 40. Stop it. He hasn't won in a long time either. Has no, he? he's on the longest... Like losing streak in the UFC history or something. Yeah, he he needs to hang it up. Yeah. 
uh, Cormier Miocic too. I think yeah. we were both kind of right on. We I don't think either of us believed that the Cormier Lesnar fight was going to happen. Yeah, I didn't think so. So Cormier Miocic too. Yay. Um, I mean, it's the right fight. I'm not particularly excited about it, but it's the right fight. Who's going to win? I think Cormier. I, th- I think he's just a lot more athletic than Miocic, a little, a little faster. I think Cormier at heavyweight is a, is a really good. And, and Miocic is good too, but I think Cormier is just faster, more athletic. Um, I think he's just got more tools. I mean, anything can happen at heavyweight. They land a punch, it's over. Um, but I think I would lean towards Cormier again. I want Cormier to win because I don't think we get Cormier Jones 3 if he loses. No, we're not getting that. He has to win. Yeah. Jones just came out today and he goes, I'll never fight Cormier at heavyweight. What a bitch. What he said, but he was pretty level-headed in his thoughts. He goes, I'm up 2-0. I'm not giving that man any... The only way that man can beat me is at heavyweight. He's like, if he wants to beat me, he's got he's to come down to light heavyweight because at heavyweight, he's too strong. I'm not going up there. I'm up 2-0. He has to come down to me. He's he, he's not though because he cheated. <laughs> yeah, it depends on where what you think about that. God, two and zero. But yeah, he basically go, he was very much like Cormier's awesome at heavyweight. Like, I'm not fighting him at heavyweight. I have nothing to prove. I don't I don't know if Cormier makes that cut very well anymore. That's also what John Jones said. He goes, I don't think he can make that cut anymore. And I I think when he weighed in against Derek Lewis, he was around two fifty. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he can do that. I mean, he, he but Cormier's even said if he's going to fight John Jones, he wants to he wants to fight him at two hundred five. He wants the same exact terms as their last two fights to prove that he can beat him. I'm just going, dude. I don't know if you can make two hundred five safely anymore. Yeah, I had heard him say that, and I that's what I thought. I don't know if he makes two hundred five and then is in any shape to fight the next no. day. But yeah, ugh. Um. I had a couple more. Give me a second. Yeah, oh, no. did you see uh, Rose Namajunas get slammed and knocked out? I didn't watch the fight live, but then I heard about it and I saw a gif of her getting slammed, and golly, that looked like she broke her fucking neck. <laughs> yeah, it did. She trains out in Colorado, I think, or lives out in Colorado. Um, a bunch of fighters do that yeah. I'm just finding out about. Terrence Crawford yeah. lives really close to me. Really? And I just found that out the other day. Apparently, he hangs out here down down here all the time. Yeah, No Rose is out in Colorado. Um, Cerrone used to train a lot in Colorado. There's a Cerrone's bunch of people. close to me too. His ranch is not far from here. Really? Yeah, he's in New Mexico, but he's in the northern part. Yeah, I'm in the southern part of Colorado, so we're a couple hours. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, you ought to go down to the BMF range. I do. I want to just go check it out. I just want to drive out there and be like, "Hey, guys, like." <laughs> Hey, I, this is me. Just it's see it. It's Chaz from Jack Talk. Can I check this out? Go get some interviews. <laughs> um, yeah, she got slammed on her fucking head. That was rough. Is brutal looking, and she was winning that fight too. She was dominating. She um, afterwards, everyone's going, "Oh, like you thinking about an immediate rematch?" She's going, "I might retire." I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Uh, I would say that too if I just got slammed on my head. <laughs> I don't think she will. I don't think so either, but she's always been a little 
different in terms of she's always freely admitted like that she doesn't want to do this forever. She doesn't want to like she just wants to, she's always been like talking about like making the world a better place and shit. Like some real spiritual stuff. Oh, good for her. Yeah. She's in, in touch with her spirit. Yep. Um Donald Cerrone had a yeah. huge win. Is he I I wanted that McGregor fight for him so bad. But he's getting a big fight. You see that? He's gonna fight Ferguson, right? Yeah, in Chicago in less than a month. Yeah, but I wanted it to be McGregor. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, but him and Ferguson is a fucking bananas fight. Yeah, that one will be fun too. That's a better. I mean, that's a arguably that's a better fight in terms of with where they're both at in their careers and all that. I mean, him and McGregor would have been awesome. Don't get me wrong, but him and Ferguson is is awesome as well. Yeah, that should it should be. And if whoever wins that fight really is the next number one contender, pending the winner of Poirier and Khabib, definitely, yeah. Um, that's so. The other thing is, I was surprised to see Cerrone beat Iaquinta. Those kind of those kind of big moment fights has been his kryptonite in the past. I'm a big Cerrone fan. I like. I love Cerrone. So I was excited to see him win that but do you think he's kind of maybe gotten over that mental thing where he doesn't perform in his biggest fights maybe i mean a lot of it depends on the style matchup like a guy that can get off early and really pressure is always going to give cerrone some trouble um but i do think that we're seeing a the, the best version of donald cerrone right now at 155 um his last his two fights at 155 have been really good so I'm just excited to see Cowboy still awesome. That's mostly where I'm at. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. I do too. I do too. Dad motherfucker. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I like Dad that motherfucker. A lot. That's right. <laughs> me now. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. You both. You got the dad thing going. Yeah. You're like <laughs> yeah. basically brothers. Pretty much. I might as well just move <laughs> in with him. Right. Um. Yeah, hopefully he can get that win over Ferguson. I would like to see. Him. I would like to see him win a title before he retires. And if he's gonna do That'd it, be, this is the. This is it. This, this is, is the last shot. run. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's all I've got for this week, man. Unless you had anything. Awesome. No, I think that's good. Again, guys, um, if you guys liked Jock Talk, go to uh, Jock and Nerd Patreon. Patreon dot com slash Jock and Nerd. Float us a little monthly donation. And you'll hear Jock Talk. Uh, you can look back and see all the old archives of Jock Talk, and you can listen to um, Jock Talks moving forward. Should be a little bit more frequent now. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. See what happens. But uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, later, nerds. Later, nerds.